Good afternoon, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Ask Sharifa Videocast. I am your host, Sharifa Hardy, and we have an amazing show for you today. One of the reasons I know this show is going to be so amazing is because I have the opportunity to sit down with a friend of mine. I've known him for years. I've watched him for years. And the benefit of that is you can see someone's growth. I, I saw him starting out with his business in a bucket. And now I turn on the news and I see him on the news. It's like, oh, it's so amazing when you see someone grow and continue to grow. But then we have the opportunity to learn from them and to learn from the experts. I want to go ahead and introduce Mr. Kevin Jones of Business in a Bucket. Good afternoon, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing fine. And it is a pleasure to be here. I feel so privileged to be on Act Sharifa. Uh, I'm glad you invited me. Absolutely. I wanted to have you here because I want to talk a little bit about your journey. Sometimes we get a product or a service that we want to promote and we feel like there's too much competition. Who am I to, to start this business? Or maybe it's been done so many times before, but you took a business, placed it into a bucket and have not looked back since. Can you tell us a little bit about the idea and how you started with business in a bucket? Well, originally I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I'm in California right now. But how I basically started was uh, a man by the name of Mr. Moses Bonds, what he basically did was he helped me because he's seen me standing on the corner and he said, hey, look, I want you to help me detail my car. I said, I don't know how to do that. So he says, okay, I'm gonna show you how to do that. So he started showing me how to detail cars. He took me under his wing. And then after that, I moved to Southern California. And when I moved to Southern California, I married my lovely wife, uh, Marva Jones. And so, I lost my job soon after that. And I was like, what am I going to do? So I had to reach back and come up with what I was, was going to do. And she said, well, hey, why don't you do detailing cars? You did that mm -hmm. before. I said, okay, I'll do that. So it started going really good. The detailing business started taking off. And I said, you know what? What I want to do is, because people were asking me questions. So I said, I'm going to write this down in a book. Mm -hmm. So I wrote the book called The Owner's Guide to Auto Detailing. And my mentor, Mr. Dumas Martin Jr., he said, look, it just can't be about you. You need mm -hmm. to reach back and try to help other folks as well, because think about when you was a youth standing on that corner. And so we started thinking about what could we do to help those youth. And so we came up with the program Business in a Bucket Institute. And what it basically do is, is teach them business skills mm -hmm. and in these times. So how did you learn these business skills? And one of the things that I find so interesting about business owners and entrepreneurs is many of them may not have went to college or gotten a master's or, or bachelor's in business, but they can tell you the exact steps that they learned because they've done it and they've done it over and over and over again. What was true for you? It was the same thing. It was hands-on because like you said, you could read it in a book, mm -hmm. but when you basically have that hands-on, then you learn how to build up those business skills. Like what is your warm market, you know, and you start with your family and friends. And then you also to, you need a mentor to help you along the way. And like I said before, my mentor was Mr. Dumas Martin Jr. And he helped me out with those steps and becoming an entrepreneur. I learned, I had different mistakes, but I learned how not to repeat those same mistakes. You know, they say, don't keep hitting your head against a wall. And I didn't want to do that. So mm -hmm. I started to learn those different skills because it's nothing like learning hands-on mm -hmm. when you're learning a certain skill. 
And so like I learned what a handshake was, I thought a handshake was just a handshake, but they got, as you know, those power handshakes, you know, people don't want to shake a person's hand who's light, you know, when you're straight, when how do you, how is your diction when talking to an individual? So I was learning all those steps uh, coming along. And so it helped me when I went to the next level. So people want to sometimes start at the highest level, but sometimes you got to do uh, shows to get you to exercise your media muscles and your, mm -hmm. your different muscles to get to that next level. And so uh, hands-on really helped me. Now you mentioned simple things like a handshake. A handshake in business is very important to me because I tend to judge people by their handshake. I am one of those people who does not like a light handshake or someone who just kind of, you know, holds in. No, I love a firm handshake. To me, that tells me a lot about the person, that they're direct, that they're in charge, they're confident, they know what they're doing. And I tend to find those people are confident in that when they give their word or they say they're going to do something, they do it. It's the assurance in the grip. How did you learn these things? Did you just pick them up on hap by habit or were these things your mentor pointed out to you? It was things my mentor pointed out to me. Also, too, he was talking about the eye contact. Mm -hmm. You know, people look you in the eye and you want to let them know that you're genuine with your business. So when you said, I'm going to charge you so much money, I'm mm -hmm. going to do this for you. You look him in the eye and say, hey, I'm going to do this for you. And you let them know. And so those are different things that really help me out. You also mentioned your warm market, your friends and your family. Sometimes when we're starting in business, there's a fear that will scare off our friends and family because they're like, oh, no, here comes Kevin again. He's going to try to talk to us about that business. You know, they look at their phones. I don't even want to answer it because I know what he wants. I yeah. know sometimes that's a fear for people. Was that ever a concern for you? No, because my family is very supportive, you know, mm -hmm. in helping me along those lines. And a matter of fact, they started getting customers uh, for me and helping me along those lines. Even my family and friends, they, they would mention me. I just let the quality of my work speak for itself. I never really pushed myself on them. Mm -hmm. If you need the car wash or you need the detail, fine and dandy, then I would do that for them. Okay, so let's talk about the business in a bucket institute, because we have the business, but then there is the institute. What is the focus of the institute currently? Well, the focus of the institute currently right now, you know, due to the uh, a pandemic that we have right now, a lot of businesses have to now change what they were doing before. So what we're basically doing is we're working on uh, virtual classes. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're trying to put that in order so that we could have those uh, classes uh, done on uh, via virtual, so to train individuals right now. So we had to do a current COVID. And our focus is, is to reach as many uh, youth as possible with those classes because it's, it still doesn't stop because after the pandemic is over and it comes somewhat back to normalcy, those youth are still going to be looking for jobs to help themselves and support themselves because money is low right now. So business in the bucket is is trying to help those individuals right now. Yes, yes. So so we don't try, we do, we make it happen. Yeah. So what can I learn in class? If I want a new business, a new opportunity, I say, well, let me go to this institute and check out this opportunity here. What is my schedule going to be like? What are some of the lessons that I'm going to learn at this institute? Well, some of the things you're going to learn, we got customer service, we got sales. You familiar with that? Yes, very familiar with sales. Yeah. And then we got marketing mm -hmm. and then we got finances. So mm -hmm. what we did is we have uh, uh, trained 
speakers that's going to come in and it's going to speak to them about that. So with the uh, customer skills, as we mentioned before, with the long nose lines right there, how to develop your product, the handshake, the talking, because we know sometimes we folks move a little slow in business. So we're trying to help them along those lines. And uh, also finances, how to come up with your uh, uh, finances along those lines, how to gauge the price of your products. Mm -hmm. So the speakers will come in and show them, okay, this is your, this, okay, if you pay this much, uh, you'd say, I'm gonna pay this much for a car wash. Okay, I'm charging mm -hmm. $150 for a car wash or $100. So you got your other things that's factored into there, like for the cost of your product and everything. So we teach them that. Mm -hmm. Now, the first part of the program, they, they have that part right there. Mm -hmm. The second part of the program, we take the youth outside and they learn hands-on how to wash a car the proper way, how to detail a car the proper way. So we teach them those things in the uh, program. Mm, interesting. I might have to check it out. I just wanted to real quick, um, Kevin, just give a couple of um, shout outs from people who are checking in. So Bianca Hurt is checking in. She wants you to just uh, know hello there. She also says exercise those foundational muscles. Um, then you also have Anthony Bounceback Roberts, who said the youth need this. And a question from Bianca, is there a sports component? Business in a bucket. I also think about basketball. Yes. Uh, hi, Bianca. Yeah, she's with uh, somewhat with the WNBA. She works with them and mm -hmm. very good at what she do. So we're working on a sports uh, component and would love to uh, work with her in that area so that we could do that. Because when you think about uh, the athletes right now, no matter the women in the WNBA, as well as the men in the NBA, imagine if we would have taught them those business skills from a youth mm -hmm. and now they take those skills when they have money now they can really help out the community. That's an awesome question, Bianca. Appreciate it. Yes. And, and Dumas Martin says, amazing talk. So proud of you, Kevin. So you definitely brought your team, your support group, and say they're gathering around us. And I think one of the most important reasons is we have to be able to offer our youth something uh, alternative to just hanging out and chilling and playing video games. Because that's what I see. You know, my kids are 23 and 26. When I look at what they're doing, a lot of them are just playing video games all day, especially now during COVID, because there isn't anything for them to do or jobs for them to go to. This is something that we can offer them. Now, when people are just starting out with their business, what are some of the, the things that are offered to them or included in this business in the bucket? What's in the bucket is the question. Uh, well, we have a starter kit You mm -hmm. in the bucket. You have your soap. You have your, your towels, uh, you have your chamois, you have your wax. So it's basically a starter kit. And they also get this. They also get the owner's guide to auto detailing, which is in the bucket as well. Mm -hmm. Inside here, it has virtual tips to show you how to start that business and how to detail a car. So let's say the youths have gone to the program and they might forget something. Mm -hmm. Well, they can refer back to their manual that will basically help them. And so, like we said, not only we put it, that, that comes in the bucket, but not only that, but if folks will want to donate and also help us along those lines, they can go on to our website and get a book to, ke to help us keep those, the program active. So they don't necessarily have to want to start their own business. Maybe they just want to support you, or maybe yeah. there's someone who prefers to detail their car themselves. Can they yeah. purchase the book without the business? Yes, they could do that. 
And we, we did that because right now, I've heard the show you did that uh, times have changed. So you have to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. So in order to support ourselves, we do online, we do the donations, we do the uh, book, The Honest Guide to Auto Detailing. And we also have t-shirts with mm -hmm. the Business in the Bucket logo on it to help us to be able to fund these uh, classes to keep them going and encourage the youth. Mm, I have to check out one of those t-shirts and grab them for one of my shows. Should have had one on today, been prepared for, <laughs> for this one. I guess I didn't think that far ahead. That's okay. I'll, I'll get you one. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll take a picture and, and post it out there. But I love what you do. And one of the things that I love more than anything else is that you are consistent. You know, one of the things that people say about me is that I'm all over the place. I'm doing this thing today. I'm doing that thing today. You know, I have three different talk shows, just became the CEO of my father's plumbing company, oh, trying wow. to handle a whole, yeah, he decided he wants to retire and guess who gets a new business. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, awesome. Hey, you got to do what you got to do to pay I'm the bill. You. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <laughs> But you have been consistent. I think I've known you for about 15 years or so now since yeah. I started a long time ago, but it's always been business in a bucket. Has there was, was that always easy for you? And the reason I asked that before you answer is because sometimes we look at successful people and we go, oh, you know what I mean? They had it easy. They were just lucky. They didn't have any challenges or struggles or anything like that. But the thing that I like to share with people, especially entrepreneurs who are just starting out, that everyone has a story everybody has that day where they're like oh, I don't know if this is for me how yeah. was it for you it was the same way it was like a daily climb you know it's like I would make a little stride up then I would go back mm -hmm. then something would happen for business in the bucket and we'll get some media attention then I'll go back but mm -hmm. what I had to realize was I would study climbing mm -hmm. don't look back you know, when you look back, you get a little scared, but keep climbing forward. Don't look back because it's going to help you out. Sometimes we might, you know, like I said, when I did the uh, interview with uh, Miss uh, Christine uh, Devine mm -hmm. on the Fox 11 News, what she did was it was watching a little while. So mm -hmm. sometimes when you on uh, Facebook or Instagram, you might be saying, well, is anybody watching? Why is it we're even doing this? But they are watching because they want to see, are you consistent with what you're doing? Or do you, do you uh, take pop the popcorn doing your interview? Or do you, you know, cut certain fruits during the interview? What are you doing? Are you consistent? Are you professional with your look? Most people, they always tell me, they say, KJ, uh, every time I see you, you got a, a, a suit and a tie on. Why do you have that on? Because I never know when that opportunity is going to come. I might go to a small interview and all of a sudden somebody's there, they're going to remember, hey, that man was professional in what he did. Also too, when you're going through different steps, find someone that's not gonna be negative, that's going to help you. And that's why with Business in the Bucket, we try to be positive to the youth. My wife, when I get a little down, she boosts me up. Mm -hmm. When she get a little down, I boost her up. And that's how we keep going. And then when we both get a little down, we called Dumas Martin and he had you feeling like you can go outside and fly. <laughs> well, he's he's flying with us because Dumas Martin just posted it's a journey of a lifetime. So it's not about the, the just initial steps, it's about the journey. So mm -hmm. I love that. Now, Anthony Bounce Back Roberts said, how can I order a t-shirt? Well, what you can do is you can go on uh, www.businessinabucket.org and then you will see the link there to buy a t-shirt or a book or make a donation. 
Yes. Visit the website, buy the book, order the T-shirt, make a donation, support what you're doing. I want to go back to, to one of the things that you said about being consistent. One of the things that I, no I noticed early on when I launched my first blog talk radio show back in 2009 okay. is I'd done a lot of hope, uh, marketing and, you know, told everyone I'm going to be do that be doing this here's my show tune in and I think only one or two people tuned in to my live show and my little feelings were hurt mm -hmm. but one of the things that I realized over time is that many people watch the show in the archives yeah. and I went to thousands and thousands of listens even though people didn't necessarily tune in to the live show I learned that the money and the magic was in the archives and to give the best interview the best performance or the best conversation whether it was just me and one person or me and the whole audience it listen it doesn't matter what are some of the other strategies that you learned about being successful obtaining media be just being in business that you can offer our viewers well, like you said before, just stay consistent on what which you do. It's the same theme. Most people change it, mm -hmm. but if you stay the same, it will help you out. Mm -hmm. Something I learned about being consistent on all avenues, like, you know, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, is that I would call somebody up and I would be like, uh, I wonder if you, are you doing interviews for uh, nonprofits right now? Um, what, what's your name? Uh, Kevin Jones. Oh, okay. Well, What's the name? Well, what's the name of your program? Oh, business in a bucket. Business in a bucket. Yeah, I, I know business in a bucket. I was like, what? So they get to know your brand before they even know you. So it's all about the brand and stay professional about what you're doing with your brand. And I it was I would go places, me and my wife, and they were like, no business in a bucket before they even know me. So that lets me know I was doing the same thing. So I try to stay with that same format online. I would post little things about car care tips on my um, Facebook page, like uh, give them a tip, remove all trash from your car at the end of the day so it doesn't pile up, you know, mm -hmm. remove all valuables from out of any eyes from out eyesight of anybody that may be looking in your car, just little tips like that I would post. And I'll find that people will respond to that. And it was starting to grow more and more. One of the most often questions that I have that I'm asked about social media is how do you find things to, to post that are interesting? And I always turn it around to the business owner and, and I say, well, what I'm hearing is that you don't have anything that you find interesting about your business. So how are your customers or your potential clients going to be interested in your business if you're not interested in your business? But when we, if we just look at the items that you mentioned as just a bucket with some towels and a chamois in it, it's the same bucket every day, but you continue to post about business in a bucket. How do you keep it interesting? How do you keep it fun? How do you switch it up so that you are still interested in, in posting on social media every day? I What I did was I have some information here I thought was interesting that really keeps me focused because I was looking at the different statistics mm -hmm. when dealing with folks. Now I would post some of these statistics like, for instance, right here, uh, a male graduates among the African community. We have about 54% uh, that might graduate, and then you have 58% of Hispanics that might graduate. But here's an interesting thing that I might post. I say the male reading level among African-Americans, uh, 53% of African-Americans is a fourth grade level. Oh, wow. among, among the Hispanics, it's a 15%. It's a fourth grade 
level, but it's 15% among them. Also, one in four males drop out of school. One in three Hispanics drop out of school. So when you look at something like that and you see what's going on among the different communities, well, you know you got to remain steadfast in trying to help these people. So like you said, it's just not a bucket with towels and chemicals in it. It's something that propels them to the next level. Now they could take what they learn and then they could go ahead and put that to any other business that they might start as well. Let's talk about some of the people that you work with that you are extremely or exceptionally proud of. Who are some of the people that have gone through your program or through your institute that you can look at and go, you know what, I'm really proud of them. I'm, he's actually on right now. That's Roberts, Mr. Roberts, uh, Anthony. I was proud of him because of what he did. He said, look, send me <laughs> a bucket. I'm going to do something with that. Mm -hmm. And when I sent him the bucket, he started posting online. He started doing uh, different vans, van, <clears throat> vans, mm -hmm. and he was also doing cars. So he was taking it to the next level. And I'm proud of him because uh, we all trip up from time to time in our lives. So he had a little trip up in his life, but he didn't let that stop him. And he still doesn't let that stop him. He still keep going forward. So I'm proud of him in that area. And also Mr. Christopher Ingram. He has worked with me since he was a little guy. Now he's big. He has his own DJ business and he, he grabs back on and say, this is what you taught me. So I really like that. Now his kids are working with him. Mm -hmm. So not only is it one generation, but the next generation and the next generation that you teach that. So we were trying to break the cycle of just standing on the corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And if you're just standing on the corner, stand on the corner with your, your business in a bucket, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that those were just some things that we were interested in. So with business in a bucket is what we're trying to do is bring it to the uh, next level. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to engage uh, certain ones like uh, a state. We're trying mm -hmm. to you know talk to them, uh, local uh, nationwide uh, state officials, trying to talk to individuals like that. Um, look at different schools, trying to get into schools when that returns back to normal. So, mm -hmm. but right now we really focus on uh, trying to help them with the virtual classes. We're trying to get that going. So if anybody sees this interview, we try to be a part of what Business in a Bucket is doing and try to help the uh, youth in underserved communities. Yes, but see, what I love about it is like one of the things that I'm starting to do again is host comedy shows. I've always loved doing comedy shows. My brand is Laughter Heals. But the reason, one of the reasons, aside from the laughter that I love comedy shows, is that comedians only need a mic. That's all they need. You know, you have yeah. other type of entertainers. They now I need a band or I need the piano. Or I need this yeah. thing or that thing. When you give a comedian a mic, they're happy. Everyone's happy. Life is good. It's the same thing with this business. It's yeah. the business in a bucket. So they have everything that they need to go out and start with their business. Whereas some people, they, they have maybe a high overhead or they're looking at franchises that's going to cost them $50,000 to yeah. start this business. They can come to you and get started as an entrepreneur through your institute and start almost immediately. Yes. And that's what I like about it too, because I was finding that a lot of people, they, they talk to the youth and when we work with uh, different youth programs, the youth say, oh, look, I, I like what you were saying. So now how can I take this and make some money? Because right. I need some shoes to go to school in. Right. I need some clothes to wear so they can actually take that 
bucket and then start a make making immediate income for themselves. Not just the guys, but I'm gonna tell you, uh, <laughs> the young ladies can really go for it. One time we had an event and we was trying to uh, help somebody raise some money for another event. Mm-hmm. And uh, those girls really dust those boys. They were trying to keep up. And I say, man, look, y'all need to keep going. Mm-hmm. One of the events that we did, a young lady, she was staying in a, a hotel with her family and she got the bucket and she looked at me and she said, Mr. Jones, I don't have to eat spaghetti tonight. Oh. And I'm like, well, what, what, what are you talking about? She said, we, we ate spaghetti for 30 days straight. That's how and her family was trying to survive. She said, now I could take this bucket. I can go out there with family and friends and make some money, have my brothers come with me and we can make some money. So that's the power of business in the bucket change their lives. Also too, my mentor, Mr. Dumas Martin, he was teaching us uh, copyright and trademark as well. Mm-hmm. And so once you see a, a child, a youth that comes through the program and they learn about the power of a copyright or a trademark and they're like, well, this is ours. Mm-hmm. And they learn looking at like tennis shoes and it does you proud because they go, okay, these tennis shoes are $200, but they go, I ain't gonna buy them. Why? Because it only take them $20 to make it. Their mindset start changing along that line in business now. So it's like, wow, you know? So that's the power of a business in the bucket institute. Yes, and it's the power of having a support team around you. But what about people who have a fear of sales? Well, I tell them, because some say they can't go out and they can't do it. So what I tell them is start with your family and friends have them, you know, critique you, but not to the point where you just want to draw your hands up and leave. And that's what I try to do. Have my wife critique me if I'm going to, like, if I'm going to come on the show now, if I'm going to go and speak to somebody, you have them critique you, sit down and see where you can make different changes in how you speak. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, you need to be humble Mm -hmm. because everybody needs to be taught something. So if you're humble enough to be taught it, then it's going to benefit you in in the long run. So that's what I, we try to help them to do also. Just be humble about it and say where you need help at. And I need help and that's why I needed a, a mentor. Yes, we, we all need help. We, can, we're, we can't do it alone. I wanna go to what are some of the things that you're seeing as the trends? You know, everybody's been on cl- global quarantine. We've been locked down with COVID. During this time frame, people have been at home. So maybe they don't want to go out to the car wash. They want someone to come in and take care of their car. Is that true? Or you seen less or more? What have you seen as far as people wanting their car details during this time frame? Well, I actually see more. I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's something about people. <laughs> they want to look good. They want to look good. They want their car to look good. So it's the, it's the same way, you know, people are going to still get their cars done. Because they want to feel if they want to go for a ride, they might ne- not necessarily go out to eat or whatever, but they want to go for a ride. They want to get in a nice, clean car and they basically want to go for a ride. So the opportunity is still there for them along those lines as well. Yes. But also one of the main reasons, I think, as far as mobile detailing is that many people, especially corporate America, I know I've worked for several jobs where they had a car wash in the building. So Mm -hmm. I will go to work, they will wash my car. I come out at the end of the day and my car is clean. But now people aren't going to work. They have to look for alternatives to get their car detailed. They're sitting at home. And to me, it would make perfect sense to have someone come over, wash and detail the car. Is that something that people within your organization are able to do? Well, right now with 
we have them doing is if they have, if they at home and they're not able to go to work, we ask them to be able to let their nieces or their nephew do their cars come mm -hmm. over because they're still at home, they're working. But now you can, the city going out, getting your car washed, you can have your niece or your nephew come over there and do your, your car for you and help them to make extra money. So it's benefiting the whole family. Also, another thing about Business in the Bucket Institute, they have a product in there that helps to create another business, which is headlights. You ever see those oxidized headlights? That yes, absolutely. Yes, we love them in California. <laughs> yeah. So it helps them to create that as well. So it's another business along those lines that it helps. It. How do you dream of these different business ideas? Like that, that is unique as well. Well, we, you, you, when you sit back, you could see that's an opportunity. If you just sit back and you look, you could see that an opportunity comes before you. Like if you look at an individual over there, you say, man, he's pulling up with some oxidized headlights. They got about four people here with oxidized headlights. Mm -hmm. I can make some money off of that. <laughs> oh, this person needs this car wash. I can make some money off of that. Mm -hmm. So we try to instill in them to look at the different opportunities, look around what niche needs to be filled, whatever that niche is. And then you move in and you take care of that, uh, that niche. So if, if you just look, you, you'll see it. It's finding a solution to the problem. So you are able to pinpoint and see the problems. And here's the solution that you are able to provide. We learned a lot about what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. Now we are coming down to the last few minutes of the show. And what I love to do at the end of every show is just simply allow my guests the opportunity to speak directly to the audience, to everyone who is watching the show live, as well as everyone who's watching in the archives and simply let them know what you want them to take away from your interview here today. Well, I, first of all, I want you to be able to recognize the opportunity that Business in the Bucket has uh, for the youth and underserved communities. Um, come be a part of what we're doing. And if you know of anybody that uh, can assist us in that avenue, please feel free to contact us at our website at www.businessinabucket.org. And so we don't want you to believe that you can't start a business yourself, but you can do it. Stay away from the dream stealers. You know, my grandpa always said, you can't never see the dream stealers coming. But the moment he left, he leaves, you know, he's been there because when he leaves, your dreams just left with him. So don't let nobody steal your dreams away. Uh, stay positive, stay around ones who are positive, get a mentor to help you out. Uh, come to Sharifa, Look at what she's uh, teaching here, be a part of what she's doing, because it's very powerful and we need shows like this to help entrepreneurs, especially now that things are, are changing. So uh, come be a part of Business in the Bucket Institute and help us to help these uh, youth and underserved communities. So you, Kevin, you mentioned assist us. Are there specific areas in which you particularly would like assistance? Well, where we right now, we, we're trying to keep the program active. Mm -hmm. So right now we're trying to build up these donations to keep it active so we could do our virtual classes, which we have in the works. And so that we get, uh, we don't want any youth to um, pay for the program because normally the program is 150. So if we have sponsors, then they don't have to pay for that program. So if you assist us and you, we have those monies, we can help out those youth. So that money can help them out as, help us out as well to keep the program Absolutely. active. Absolutely. The more, and, and I just want to make sure you are a nonprofit, correct? Yes, I am. 
Yes, we so, need more people out in the community, helping the community, helping our youth to create jobs, stopping from just hanging out, hanging around. And that's what you're doing. So I appreciate you. I want to thank you for being a guest on today's episode of Ask Sharifa Videocast. I also want to thank everyone who tuned in to watch the show live, as well as yeah, everyone thanks. who is watching it in the archives. I definitely appreciate your support, everyone who shared the show. If you are interested in sharing your story, please visit the website at AskSharifa.com. Until the next time, everyone have a safe and a blessed day. Bye now. Thank you.